0: Hello everyone and welcome to uh, the message for Sunday, August the 15th, 2021 for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church, Akron, Ohio. My name is Melvin Gaines. Thanks for joining me. I hope that you take the time, if you get an opportunity to go to akronalliance.org for our content uh, on the website where you have additional sermons and uh, information available for you. Uh, for your viewing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, we also have a podcast available as well, too, that's uh, available through the website. Uh, but we just thank you again for being with us today um, and like to bring a message that's going to be very timely from the concept of making sure that we are all conscious of the resource that we have to help us to get through times of difficulty and times of stress and strain and all the things that we are encountering. Uh, in this world today. And that resource is indeed Jesus Christ. Uh, He is the one that helps us through these moments of uncertainty. And all that he calls us to do is just keep asking, seeking, and knocking. Amen? Let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer. We'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you have set before us to be able to sit back and hear you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for all that you are doing to preserve and keep us. We thank you for everything you're doing to protect us, to nurture us, to give us encouragement each day. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your very presence. Help us to be conscious of looking not to what the world has to say, but what you have to say to us. For we want to serve you. We want to look to you. We want to grow in our relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, for your promises that you always keep. We give you praise and thanks and all these things and more in Jesus' name. Amen. This past Wednesday, I went to Forest Hills Place, which is where my mother lives, to uh, host a Bible study for residents. I do this on the second Wednesday of each month, and I can pretty much count on the fact that I have to navigate around Satan's attacks every time I have to make the trip there. Um, So what happened this past Wednesday? Well, I had a bad dream before I woke up, and it was a silly dream, at least this time. Uh, I had a car that I was driving that I didn't even recognize. It was a black car uh, that was stolen from me, and that's how the dream ended. Uh, So I woke up and decided to start reading the Bible uh, before I got out of bed. That helped to get the day going, but then I logged in for work thinking that I had to prepare for a meeting with my supervisor while facing a number of distractions within the first hour. I then realized when I looked at the calendar, I didn't have a scheduled meeting with her that day. I was relieved of course, but I usually have a pretty good handle on my schedule for the day, which means that I was more than a little out of sorts. Knowing that I had a Bible study later to go to, I was praying all morning for peace and for calm as I reviewed the Bible study notes once more And as time went by, I just told myself to keep it up with the prayers. And with good reason. It was the middle of the day and I saw at least six examples of the most insane and ridiculous driving on the freeway. Not just merely speeding, but cars barreling up the road with speeds of 80 and 90 miles an hour in relatively busy traffic. Cars that were weaving back and forth in lanes once they blew past me. Uh, One of them came really close to my car going by, and my prayers now were audible. I prayed that everyone in front of me doesn't freak out when they see these clowns driving recklessly. I don't normally get weirded out by reckless driving, but just for context, an already unsettling morning was just coupled with too many examples of Fred Flintstone's Rubstone Special, driving like it was the Indian Rockaless 500. Now At the time, it wasn't very funny. I just kept praying. At that moment, it was a necessity. Have you ever considered that God's presence is a necessity when you're encountering all types of craziness? If you haven't thought this way before, let me assure you that God's reassuring presence through your persistent prayers and petitions will smooth out all of the bumps in the moment. Persistence is the key keep asking for calm, keep seeking relief, keep knocking for more of God's peace. And as you serve him, his wisdom and inspiration. Satan's attacks and hindrances require our persistence in prayer and reflection on God's goodness and enabling power. Are you up for battles with Satan? Your battles with Satan. You'd better be. Take a look if you have your Bibles and electronic devices to 1 Peter chapter five, and let's take a look at verses eight through 10. 1 Peter chapter five, verses eight through 10. Now I'm gonna take a look at the Christian standard Bible version of this passage. But this is a reminder for all of us to make sure that you better be ready uh, when it's time to get into battle with Satan. Verse 8, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout The world. Verse 10. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. Another passage to look at here that gives us the same meaning and the same message, but a little bit more succinctly John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10 verse 10. Now this is the English standard version I'm going to give to you. John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief, who is Satan, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, referring to Jesus, came that they might have life and have it abundantly. You see the contrast. Satan is the thief. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy you. Jesus is the one who is the protector of life, and not just life, but an abundant one. Soldiers in combat make it their responsibility to have as much intel as possible of their enemy combatants. We are in a relatively consistent series of spiritual battles often more than we realize. In spiritual warfare, like a soldier, you have a responsibility to gather intel, which is basically information about your enemy. It requires seeking the abundance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as often as necessary, as often as necessary. It is his counsel in these moments that bring us success in our spiritual battles. Now we may lose a few battles along the way, but always take heart. We already have the victory in Jesus. Amen. We already have the victory. Sometimes it just comes down to playing to win and not playing not to lose. There's a big difference. We are always to seek truth. Seek the truth of Jesus Christ in his presence, his guidance, and his power through the Holy Spirit in order that we can serve him at our very best. Now, I mentioned earlier about my quest for peace with constant prayer. Well, the answer is still the same. Who better to go to for peace... Then the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace, is the one who is faithful and true. Please turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Revelation chapter 19. Let's take a look at Revelation 19 verses 11 through 13. And then we'll also read verse 16. Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 through 13 And then we'll read verse 16. This is from the Christian Standard Bible Version. Verse 11. Then I saw heaven opened, and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and with justice he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and many crowns were on his head. He had a name written that no one knows except except himself. Verse 13, he wore a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. In the same way it is called that way in, in the book of John. When John first opens up, Jesus is indeed the Word of God. And then verse 16 in Revelation uh, chapter 19, and he has a name written on his robe and on his thigh, King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no one better to fight with you through your battles with Satan than the king of kings but you have to keep asking him keep seeking him keep knocking on the door to request his helping presence and by the way about that bible study the bible study this past Wednesday was a glorious experience through such an amazing bible study or anything that he shows you when he is involved he can make your day He made mine, and he gets all the credit. Amen. When things aren't so hectic in the moment, your normal process remains the pursuit of an active relationship with Jesus Christ. Your quest for his wisdom, knowledge, and guidance is part of your daily life process. As you fellowship with believers... As you meditate on the word, whether you're at work or at play or at home in your quiet moments of Bible study and daily devotions, you keep asking, you keep seeking, you keep knocking. Let's start by asking of him. Let's look at the asking part. Go to Matthew 7 verses 7 and 8. You should be very familiar with this passage, but if you're not, we're going to look at the this passage from the English Standard Version, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. Verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. The search for answers in your life has some basic components that are within the search process. The first of these is relatively straightforward, to ask for information. You want to know what's going on. We must be prepared to ask questions in order to receive answers from Jesus that will provide comfort and guidance. Once you hear the answers, now you can test their veracity as you are challenged to be obedient to God and heed his word. It's one thing to ask God for help, ask him for information, ask him for assistance. But we need to understand that there is a responsibility that we have in the midst of all of that. We need to make sure that we're being obedient to him, obedient to his word. Acts chapter 17, verses 10 through 12 Uh, The English Standard Version says the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Verse 11. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if things were so. Many of them therefore believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. When it comes to general Bible knowledge, asking questions during Bible studies or Sunday school classes will most certainly be confirmed with the appropriate scriptural fact-checking. And who is that fact-checker that we're referring to? It's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit guides us into truth and godly wisdom if we are paying attention. Notice how there's conditions to all of this here. We have to be paying attention to the Spirit. We have to be paying attention to what he's saying to us as we learn more from him. Jesus promises that when we ask, we will receive the answers that we need through the Spirit. Take a look at John chapter 16, verse 13. John chapter 16, verse 13. This is again the CSB version. John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. I'm very thankful for the Holy Spirit. He's the one that speaks to us and communicates with us in the midst of prayer. In the midst of our desires for comfort, our desires to uh, receive relief, our desires for wisdom and insight. He's the one that's speaking to us. He is declaring everything that we need to know and he prepares us for what's before us. Continue your quest. Now this is after the asking. Continue your quest by seeking. Jesus advises you to keep seeking. You're always looking for truth and godly wisdom. Especially in this realm of falsehoods and worldliness. Consider where we live. Consider where we are. If you persist, there's going to come a point where what you are looking for will be found. Notice that Jesus does not immediately proclaim that you are to seek him directly, but what you will find is that the more you actually search through the scriptures, the likelihood is that you're going to come to the same conclusion. And what conclusion is that? In John chapter 5, verse 39. Now, I I have the New Living Translation version here because I love the way it reads. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. Me referring to Jesus speaking. The scriptures point to me. Now, this verse... um, it notes that while you're studying scripture and asking questions, you could still miss an important message that Jesus is trying to tell you. Now, why do I say this? Matthew Henry's commentary of this particular verse is that even though the Jews were scholars and believed that they had everything they needed because they had God's word in their hands, they still neglected God's true message and had lost their love for him. Many people believe that they are very religious, but sadly, they do not love or even know Jesus in a relational way. Persistence in your search for Jesus requires a desire to be comfortable with the results. You may not always like what you find when you seek Jesus, because what you find out about who you are may be very uncomfortable. And that's on purpose. He doesn't want you to be comfortable in yourself. As you humble yourself before Jesus, you are laid bare before him. Humble yourself as you repent and remove those blocks in your life that are preventing God's truth from getting where it needs to get the most, in your heart. That's what you need to do. Humble yourself. Humble yourself before him. Now, all of the answers do come from Scripture. And as we seek the truth, we should desire to seek it even more. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. You can go ahead and turn to that. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Again, I'll be looking at the Christian Standard Bible version. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Verse one, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Verse two, instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The search for truth requires asking for information, seeking answers to your questions, and another act of persistence, knocking, knocking. The act of knocking on a door, specifically in Matthew chapter seven, is a sound that does what? Creates attention. To knock on the door is to alert someone on the other side that you wish to obtain entry, to a place that you cannot readily access without the door being opened for you. Logically, if you could open the unlocked door and enter the room, there's no need to knock. Why the reference of knocking and the door will be opened that we see in Scripture? It's a description of persistence and also endurance. Endurance the door being knocked on is considered to be an obstacle. The obstacle can be perceived as a small thing or it can be a very great trial. Of the commentaries that you may review in looking at this verse, there are references to the combined efforts of prayer, persistence, and endurance within the act of knocking. You continue to knock on the door until it is opened. Let's look at the parallel verse to Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, which gives a more detailed example of this. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Luke chapter 11, and let's look at verses 5 through 9. Luke 11, verses 5 through 9. This is from the Christian Standard Bible Version. Starting with verse 5, Luke 11. He, referring to Jesus, also said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have anything to offer him. Verse 7. Then he will answer from inside and say, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. Verse 8, I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Verse 9, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. An open door, after persistent knocking, brings on a sense of relief and satisfaction. Couple this with what what it is to receive rest and security in the Lord. If you notice closely in the verse that the Lord promises that he will open the door, not that he might open it or could open it, he will open the door. He opens the door to truth, the door to peace and comfort, the door to his restful presence. This is a promise that he gives to those who remain persistent in seeking him, enduring hardships to fellowship with him and looking for ways to understand him in the best ways possible notice that this is exactly what Jesus Christ wants you to do in your efforts to seek him, to keep asking questions, to keep seeking understanding, to continue to pray in earnest through your hardships until the time he responds to you. Seeking the truth means that you are doing much more than just learning about Jesus Christ. You are learning. That the actions of asking, seeking, and knocking mean that you are on a moving you are moving in a conscious manner to the living Christ, the one who knows all about you while you are continually learning more about him. Learning how to love him as he already loves you. Romans five eight. Uh, I'll give you the CSB version. It says, But God proves his own love for us in that we, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Of course, John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 give us the same message. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Seeking truth is all about seeking Jesus. We're never to stop seeking him. For the more we learn about Jesus, the more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding we will receive from him through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Of course, there are those times in stress when we seek after him because we want his comforting presence. We want his reassurance. All of those things come from the Prince of Peace, who is faithful and true. Proverbs 9, verse 10, says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I implore you to keep asking, seeking, and knocking. The best things come to those who remain faithful to Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for your encouragement. We thank you for your calming presence in those moments when we call upon you. We are reassured that you respond to our prayers very quickly when we are in need because you know our hearts, you know our thoughts, you know our minds. But there are other moments, Lord, where you just ask us to be persistent and keep asking, seeking, and knocking to learn more about who you are, to learn more about you in all areas of our life, not just in those where we are troubled. You also want us to learn about you during those moments of peace. We thank you, Lord, that you teach us no matter how we come to you, no matter what we ask of you. We thank you for just being responsive. And Lord, we thank you for your timing as well, too. We don't always understand your timing, but we know your timing is perfect for us. You understand us. You know us. You know us best for us. And sometimes, Lord, you try to show us things over time as we keep asking and seeking and inquiring of you. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for how you help us to black out those things of the world that distract us and help us to rely solely upon you. And we thank you for how you're doing it and what you're doing. Lord, continue to teach us, continue to encourage us, continue to give us patience as we wait for you. And we just give you thanks and praise for all that you are doing and all that you will continue to do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. Glad you could make it. We hope that you, again, uh, if you have any questions about Akron Alliance Fellowship Church, go to akronalliance.org. We'll be happy to answer your questions or comments. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Have yourself a great day.